It's called wokeness, and it's a plague. A plague that places tyranny before freedom, criminality over virtue, and hate over love. It's a plague that threatens what millions have died for. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. We will fight it. We will defeat it. We will eradicate it. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the least woke man in America. That's right. Welcome to leastwoke.com. I am the least woke man in America, a member of one of the only two real genders that exist. And I'll give you a guess as far as which one. Well, this is another big episode because what's taking place here is massive action, decisive action during troubling times. That's the best way to describe it. If you look at Elon Musk buying Twitter, and what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida with Disney, it's courageous, decisive action during troubling times. If you add up the Biden presidency, inflation, what's going on in Russia versus uh, Ukraine, the situation in China as far as COVID, and the economic situation where we now have definitive proof the U.S. economy is shrinking. Not technically in a recession yet. A recession is... Two quarters, two uh, excuse me, successive quarters of economic shrinkage. So the first quarter, January through March, the economy did shrink. If it shrinks again, which it probably will, between April and June, we are technically in a recession, which isn't good, but was inevitable given the economic decisions that have been made in the last couple of years. So we have troubling times. There's no doubt about it. But within those troubling times, decisive action is being taken. Thank God. We needed a win. We needed a win before November. And frankly, we needed a win that didn't just involve political elections. Okay, It's one thing to win elections. We've had Republican wins in elections before. We had Republican big wins during the Obama years as far as the House and Senate. John Boehner became Speaker of the House. Was there any big exciting wins that took place during that period that you can think of? I can't. So these are big wins as far as the conservative libertarian cause that transcend politics. So let's start with the situation in Florida. Last podcast, we spoke about Elon Musk buying Twitter, which was huge. Now in Florida, we have the battle between Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, and the Walt Disney Corporation. Now, what I want to do here is do what I'm going to start doing in these segments called a producer recap. A producer recap. What is a producer? A producer is the law-abiding, mature, responsible, not perfect, but mature and responsible, hardworking members of this society. All races, both of the two real genders, all nationalities, it doesn't matter. If you are a law-abiding, hardworking citizen who's busy during the week, conducting, uh, raising families, uh, doing family things, working hard at your job, following the law, caring about other people, caring about the country, you are a producer. And part of the life of a producer in modern society is busyness, being very busy. And sometimes, like myself, you'll hear 
uh, either through text threads or links or on the radio or on TV, snippets of different news stories that are taking place, but you might not know them thoroughly inside and out. It's like, well, what's taking place here and just not have time to sit down and digest what's really going on. So before these segments, we need to do a producer recap. So you can sit down and say, aha, now I get it. Because you might have heard things during this week about Ron DeSantis and Florida and Disney's special status being taken away. And especially if it's a left-wing mainstream media source, maybe somebody, your wife or mother, somebody's playing The View in the background, or your uh, next-door neighbor who has Hillary Clinton books laying over the houses. Did you hear about Ron DeSantis and Disney? Now he's trying to screw over Disney. Um, you are going to find out the real story behind all of this. What's taking place is, just so you know, uh, Disney... Going back to 19, I believe 67, had a special status for their 38 square mile amusement park. It was almost like a separate state within itself. It did not pay Florida taxes. It um, could create any rules as far as zoning, codes, etc. They wanted to. They literally, based on what I've been told, could have built a nuclear power plant within this area. That might be a stretch, but you get the idea. Very special status for that 38 miles of the park within the state of Florida. And given how much Disney adds economically to the state of Florida, it was all just left alone forever. Well, then comes the whole well, we're going to start, I hate using this term, as you know from previous podcasts, because it's so dishonest, but the don't say gay debacle, where in essence, Ron DeSantis correctly and courageously stepped in and said, K through three students are not going to be talked, are not going to speak to their school teachers and teachers aren't going to talk to them is the better way to put it about sex, gender identity, etc. Five-year-olds through eight-year-olds should not have a public school teacher or, frankly, anybody in the building talking, who's not their parent, talking to them about that stuff. The left, of course, created the complete misnomer that the bill was don't say gay, as if kindergarten through uh, third graders are not allowed to say I'm gay. Okay, so they misconstrued the whole thing. So when you see these uh, gay people, lesbians, etc., get in front of the camera going, gay, 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 with a defiant look on their face. They literally don't know how much they're making a fool out of themselves to people like ourselves who know the real story, the real substance of the bill, and what he was really trying to do. Period. So, a uh, Bob Chapik, the new CEO of Disney, decided, unlike Bob Iger, his Obama-loving predecessor as CEO, he was going to try to stay out of politics. Good for him. The problem is, like most CEOs, he caved and caved quick to the woke social media mob. Uh, and then it became, beyond caving, just plain pathetic. And a Zoom call emerged out of nowhere that showed real Disney executives really in a really dark, scary way, laughing about this and exposed their agenda. I'm going to put a clip from Tucker on the big feed. Tucker did a great segment that really connects all the dots. So if you're a busy producer between what I'm explaining here and Tucker, I think you'll really get it as far as, you know, Chapik wanted to go the more benign route. He didn't want to get involved in this stuff and good for him. 
And next thing you know, uh, he just caved to the employees, etc., to the point where it's become pathetic. And Santa said he had had enough, that he had had enough. He was one of the few Republican politicians to legitimately stand up to these people. And you can have, some of you might not think... Uh, Josh Hawley's perfect, or Ted Cruz is perfect, and especially Ted Cruz, I've, you know, had you know disagreements with his stuff he said over the years. But there is a small group, and DeSantis, in my opinion, is the best one of the Republican group to stand up to this nonsense. So that that's the recap, and let's let's talk about DeSantis. He is an amazing individual for so many reasons. First of all, what I find amazing about DeSantis is how much the media has done a great job manufacturing a Ron DeSantis that is not real while completely burying the real Ron DeSantis. And it shouldn't come to a surprise because for a lot of us who have followed politics over decades know with the mainstream media, there's been many, many Russia, Russia, Russia's, and many laptop, laptop, laptops over the decades, decades, going all the way back to the 1980s. Rush Limbaugh used to expose it all the time, where complete suppression of the truth, complete manufacturing and nonsense. I mean, look at Jill Biden. I have followed politics for years. I didn't even know she was not a medical doctor, that she's a doctor of education until a year ago. They kept that beautifully hidden. Now, DeSantis... They painted for years, and in my opinion, successfully. Like he was just some angry, hate-filled white male who was selling low-rated disability insurance door-to-door and rode Donald Trump's coattails to the executive office in Florida. He beat, uh, was it Andrew Gilliam, I think it was, the Tallahassee mayor, by 0.4 percentage points to be the governor of Florida. It was that close. Andrew Gilliam then, of course, was found in a hotel room with another man who I believe died while they were both smoking crystal meth together after having sex. I'm not kidding. Um, I mean, of course, me saying this makes me a racist. The fact he didn't win was because of racism. The fact he was smoking crystal meth is because of racism. And because the, the fact the other guy died, of course, is all because of racism, right? So anyway, back to DeSantis. DeSantis is a... Uh, graduated from Harvard, graduated from Yale Law School, was a Navy JAG lawyer, was an advisor to the Navy SEALs. I'm telling you, if you watch the mainstream media, media, when he was running for governor of Florida, you would not know any of this. I mean, you would mention... <clears throat> the governor's race, and your 400-pound aunt at the family barbecue, you know, in between soy burgers, would go, you mean Trump's racist, buddy? DeSantis? You know, it was just they had him being the big racist uh, southern confederate flag type guy. And it's it, it just masterful what they did. But the reality of the situation is, he has been a successful governor. I don't even know what nickname to give him at this point. At one point, I jokingly called him Vice President-Elect Ron DeSantis because if he runs with Trump in 2024, he will be Vice President. 
I've called him President-elect Ron DeSantis because if Trump does not run, he could easily become the next president. I've called him Landslide Ron DeSantis because, or Ron Landslide DeSantis, he is going to win a re-election this fall in a landslide. So he's done an incredible job down there. And uh, I hate to sound like a Kool-Aid drinker, sycophant. I'm sure he's human. Like I know, I know he's human like the rest of us with weird personality traits and character flaws, etc. But the bottom line is he has stood up to the woke mob. And it's so sad that Disney turned into this. It really is. I mean, what is the essence of Disney? Go back to 1922. Walt Disney creates cartoon characters. Timeless Cat, uh, tar- cartoon characters still around to this day. Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, Daffy Duck, Goofy, Pluto. We all know them. Everybody knows them. People in their 60s and 70s know them. Know them. Um, it's like George Lucas with Star, Star Wars. Or you could say Marvel and DC Comics. I don't you know, get into that stuff, but I still know Superman and Spider-Man. Timeless characters out of their creative genius. They created these characters which led to cartoons. Of course, kids loved that, and they created amusement parks. Entertainment, amusement. And next thing you know, um, probably around the 90s, because I remember in the 80s, the, the, the Disney Sunday night movie, because most families then had one television, uh, you know, three or five stations or whatever, not many, and the Disney Sunday night movie would come on at 8 o'clock. I remember one in particular, Mr. Boogity, scared the hell out of me. I mean, most of the movies were not scary. I could, I don't care how much everybody makes fun of me. Scared, shitless. And I, I was joking around with the guy I went to college with. I never knew, because we're both the same age, he did the same thing. Sleeping with the light on, exhausted at school next day. So anyway, so this was the 80s. And, and no one ever thought of Disney as a political company then. That movie was on, amusement parks were open, Democrats, Republicans, liberal, conservative. No one cared. It was Disney. Next thing you know, the place is crawling with leftists like maggots on a rat rotting hamburger. And they're just all over the place. But it really shouldn't be a mystery at this point because they saw an ability to influence the American public and especially children, and they jumped all over it. And no one's going to tell me they're different than they obviously got involved in political donations. You could say that's like any corporation, but still, it was a shame, and so here we are. And like I said, this is a big moment, just like Musk, as far as Ron DeSantis stood up to the woke mob. And, you know, the um, left, the left is trying to make this out to be, he's playing us, the conservatives. He's giving us red meat for the upcoming elections. No, that is a joke. There is real substance to this. They can play that game, and there's a bunch of lemmings that will walk off the cliff believing they're nonsense. The reality of the situation, or they'll say, you know, uh, DeSantis rode Glenn Youngkin. Remember the guy who just won the Virginia governor's race last fall? Uh, over education and board meetings, etc. Even the Washington Post ran an article saying one of the reasons Yunkin won is because there are suburban 
Virginians who even voted for Barack Obama and against Donald Trump in the presidential races were home because of COVID, listening to what their kids were learning at school over Zoom, and that turned them into Glenn Youngkin supporters, period. And it's the same with Ron DeSantis. There is real substance you know. It, the, it was on TikTok. I don't. I didn't know this until I learned it recently from Tucker. Kids were using TikTok to videotape what their teachers were talking about at school. It was getting back to the parents, and that's what started all this. So they can play this game as far as they can play this game as far as um, you know. It's all. It's just all red meat to throw it to conservatives and blah, 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 blah. It, it, it's not going to work. This is real. And you're playing with people's kids. You're playing with education. Frankly, you're playing with innocence because there is real damage done with all this. Whether they And it's amazing the most psychologically and emotionally intelligent among us can't figure this out. So the bottom line is, uh, he, this was like I mentioned before in my other podcast about Musk and Twitter. It's a massive pump the brakes it's a massive pump the brakes moment for the normal people say enough is enough because there's just so much of this is a fark farce excuse me wokeness is a farce crt is a farce climate change is a farce the federal reserve is a farce and you and i all know it and that's why you're listening to this podcast and that's what producers know how much of this is a farce that everybody else is responsible for everybody else is paying for and everybody else has to deal with the consequences for none of it's real what is real is 8000 illegals crossing into this country every day more people dying each year of overdoses than the Vietnam war a almost 25 trillion dollar national debt Possibly massive food and price increases between the war and inflation, etc. That's real. So sooner or later, you have to decide what water you're going to swim in. You know, one looks beautiful and the temperature is perfect, but it's full of poison. And the other one, the current's a little rough. And if you live, you'll be a lot stronger. But you have to decide which one. And it you're going to swim in. And that's all there is to it. So again, this DeSantis thing is a massive win. And that's who he really is. And like I said, I don't know where his career is going, but these are the types of leaders that we re uh, need right now. Because make no mistake, there is CEO suites around this country that are taking this into account they're going to see how DeSantis is going to become more popular. As usual, more Republicans now are going to follow his coattails. Um, and, you know, and, and that's a great thing, but he's the one that took the first step. And, and it's the other thing about him and Musk, it's great to see, you know, Donald Trump, I supported him. And if, you know, I hope he runs in 2024. But, you know, Donald Trump is in his mid 70s. It's mid-70s. So we need another generation, especially if we're conservatives, we're libertarians, if we're the type of people who push for self-reliance. Not to try to sound coarse, but we don't need Donald Trump running around with a uh, roll of toilet paper, wiping our rear ends for us, doing all the work. Frankly, he shouldn't want us to. He's in his mid-70s. And in a way, when I hear uh, certain Republican right-wing people go, Trump's going to do this and Trump's going to do it, and I hope he does. 
But part of us is us also, not a man in his mid-70s, like a bunch of babies. You know, that's what Democrats do. Like I always say, the Democrats, left, they love a bunch of baby birds. You ever see a mama bird fly up to the nest and she literally drops the food right inside their mouths? That's, we don't want to be like that. It's not up to Donald Trump to save all of us. It's just not. And again, he's done a lot of good and I hope he does more good in the future. But this is what we need more decisive action from people in their 40s and 50s and 60s. Not just text threads, decisive action. And some of that decisive action is uh, some of the things that are being promoted right now on the right. As far as joining local uh, committees for the Republican Party, Glenn Beck has had a great point, joining the uh, code and variance and town planning committees within your towns because leftists, especially the real environmental kooks who fight economic development, are all hiding inside a lot of those committees. And it's the type of thing you go to build something, you go to do something, you go to start a business, you can't believe the paperwork, you can't believe the rules, you can't believe this, you can't believe that. Guess what? That's that's the reason why. Because why the rest of us again are producing you know, they're out there in those committees when they're not, you know, painting murals of George Floyd or uh, etc. That's what they're doing. So this is a big moment. It's, uh, uh, it, it, like I said, the best way I could put it, it's decisive, great action during very troubling times.